Welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Tarot Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I am your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on this shit. I do have a slight disclaimer, and this will help you decide whether you stay or whether you go. Either way, it is up to you. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I am not meant for you. I am not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer, your mentor, your medium. I cannot help you with where you are at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. I hope everybody's week last week was amazing. Um, I got a lot of feedback from last week's episode, which I was super excited about. Um, Somebody manifested the blue feather and they got it within hours. Somebody manifested a purple hat. They got it within hours. Somebody even manifested a banana and they got it within hours. Those are just a few of the DMs. If you guys follow me on Instagram, which bitch is which, um, you guys will see all of those posts that I've been posting up in reference to um, those people's manifestations coming into fruition (laughs) when we were talking about last week's episode. Um... This week is going to be full of the jazz. We got a lot of things going on astrologically. We're going to get into our crystal of the week, which is garnet. Um, We're going to talk about luck, how to create our own luck. Then we're going to get into a little bit of history about St. Patrick's Day, which will lead us to our card of the week. Um, Get comfortable, get cozy, because it's about to go down. So this week we have a lot going on astrologically when I tell you. Um, If you guys have my March pamphlet, you already know this week is a messy, messy week. There's going to be a lot of emotional confusion, a lot of even emotional delusion, uh, whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, We have a lot, a lot, a lot of things going on. I think today... And Wednesday are the only um, days that we really don't have that many transits and aspects taking place. Whereas for the rest of the week, we have at least 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We have at least 10 to 11 aspects taking place each day. So um, let, let's get right into it. Um this week is uh, again it's just going to be messy in general um the week starts with the moon in sagittarius so the moon entered into saggy titties excuse me i mean sagittarius at about uh 321 a.m 321 a.m eastern standard time um here's the thing um it, it will help give you a little bit of direction right it's gonna help with that but we also see later on in the week where it's going to be a doozy where we see the sun mercury and neptune that are all in pisces squaring off with mars and gemini this probably all sounds like sun cocho 
it's okay. I'll let you know what's happening. Um, so I picked seven because I was like, there's seven days in the week. Like, let me pick at least seven major aspects, transits that are going on this week that I can really dig into. That was some feedback that I got. They were like, you're just saying this stuff, but I don't know necessarily what it means. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. So I picked seven. So I didn't pick one for every day. I tried to, but that, that's just not how this shit's working out, okay? So, um, first we have the sun that is conjunct with, that conjuncts with Neptune and Pisces, and that is happening today on the 13th. Um, this alignment can heighten our intuition and creativity and even our spiritual awareness, I guess you could say, but, um, it also makes you more susceptible to that confusion and that delusion, Okay, it's important to stay grounded and use your discernment and have this discerning energy. Um, that's one of the weekly prompts in the server this week is how how can we stay grounded? How can we stay um, out of this um, illusion, you could even say. Um, then we have Mercury in Aquarius, which is going to sextile Saturn in Aquarius. This aspect can bring a sense of mental clarity and practicality when it comes to our communications. However, if you are still feeling the energy from the previous day, because this is happening on the 14th, if you're feeling this energy still from the 13th, it's going to do the exact opposite and it's going to fuck you up, okay? You're going to feel lazy. You're not going to feel like you want to get things done. You could be as organized as you want to be, but you're going to feel unorganized, okay? On that same day, we have Venus in Pisces, which also sextiles Uranus and Taurus. Um, this transit brings those unexpected opportunities. Um, when it comes to that creative inspirations, um, love and romance, but that's not going to take place if we are not grounded. It's going to it's going to go right over our head. So um, this is a great time to embrace those new experiences and, in, um, and experiment even potentially with your personal style. This transit is suggesting um, you to expand your understanding even of self, especially when we're digging intuitively more into ourselves and being uh, more creative. <laughs> Then we have that um, Mars and Gemini trining with Saturn in Aquarius. <sighs> this is going to bring about um, a newfound sense of discipline and focus when we're talking about our goals and the actions that we're taking toward our goals. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a time to you know allow yourself to be a little bit more decisive this week we shouldn't be making any major decisions so if even if you feel confident when it comes to making these decisions if you feel confident when it comes to the things that you are thinking of don't fucking do it okay just don't do it trust me trust me trust me i've never stood you wrong um but it's again it's a good time to think and put actions toward those long-term aspirations but we're not making any decision 
um, excuse me, any decisions. On the 16th, we have um, the sun in Pisces that is sextiling Pluto in Capricorn. This transit brings a sense of empowerment and transformation, not just to our personal self, but also to our spiritual self. And again, this is another great time, especially with that transit that we had in the previous days, to let go of old patterns and um, embrace these new levels of our personal life and in our um personal power even creating and aligning with that newest version of yourself okay um so then um oh wait did i already say that i'd be writing this damn chicken scratch and i don't know what i said okay so then we <laughs> my mouth is watering so hard then venus enters into aquarius on the 16th she's cute okay it can bring about more independence and even like this unconventional energy when it comes to our love life or like our social interactions so um it's a good time to embrace like this new quirky version of yourself when it comes to love like you could be trying a new little kink or something you know trying something new out you know getting a little spicier uh have fun <laughs> Um, and then we have um, that Mars in Gemini that is squaring off with um, not just Neptune in Pisces, right? But it's also, where is it at? Where is it at? But it, we're, we're also seeing... Um, I just had a whole brain fart. I had to cut that piece out. <laughs> it's also squaring up with the sun and Mercury, Neptune, and Pisces. And they're squaring off with this Mars and Gemini. That's taking place between the 15th and the 17th, right? Um, but these transits can bring a sense of confusion and disillusionment around our goals and desires. So at the beginning of the week, we're like, yeah, let's fuck it down. We got this. Like, I, I got this newfound energy. I got... I know exactly what it is that I want to do to attain my goals, to achieve my goals, to be aligned with this new version of myself that I'm working uh, to align with, right? Well, this square is going to make you feel like it's not capable. I mean, it's not possible. Like, what the fuck? Why would you even think you could do that? Uh, this is why. This is one of those transits. Uh, and th this transit's going to start. These transits are going to start taking place on Wednesday. This is why it is important for us to stay grounded this week. Again, this is why it is my... Um, one of my prompts for the weekly prompt um, in the server, in my mentorship, we have to stay grounded this week because if we do not, um, we may feel that our dreams are just a fantasy or a delusion when in actuality they can come into fruition. The beginning of the week supports it, the end of the week doesn't, so it's going to give you this conflict. All in all, all in all, um, this week we could have that tendency to flee from reality and it could make us or leave us feeling like we have had, um, misguided actions. Again, those confusing energies prevail Monday through Friday and, um, 
It's due to either incompetence or just outright self-manipulation. Um, no matter the, no matter what it is, um, it's best to put off, again, those major decisions. Don't make no fucking major decisions this week, okay? Um, Wednesday, again, is going to be a, a little bit more chill. It's offering those those artistic chill vibes, making it an excellent time to really start creating and um, start putting things in the forefront. Um, if you notice all of those transits and aspects that we went over earlier, there was really none in the 15th. So the 15th is that calm and chill day. Um, Thursday is that day that will be stressful. Um, you may be feeling overworked, exhausted, and you could be, um, you could see yourself being petty <laughs> or even snappy. Um, but by happy hour on Friday, you'll be fine. Um, it's time for you to relax, unwind, um, have a great time, catch up with friends. But again, don't let your goals fall to the wayside because that energy that you cannot attain them. So um, overall advice, if you, if you want it, you can get it. Keep your eye on the prize, okay? Try not to get caught up in the unnecessary chaos. So I then ask you, what ways are you going to be grounding yourself this week? Oh, yeah. I feel like lately I've just been too serious in some aspects, but also I, I'm living for it. <laughs> I'm living for it. I feel like I've been... Anyway, the crystal of the week is garnet. <laughs> the crystal of the week is garnet. To follow up with our theme of manifesting, manifestation, March. Garnet is a great crystal when it comes to manifesting especially when we're talking about um strength when we're talking about manifesting love relationships power healing um even protection when we're manifesting things of those nature right but also one of the reasons why i definitely chose this crystal for the week is because it's a very grounding crystal some crystals that you could use with this um crystal this week because we need to remain grounded um definitely some tiger's eye um some hematite even some uh quartz hail some obsidian we need to remain grounded this week um garnet uh represents the planet mars okay um is zodiac signs leo taurus pisces capricorn and aquarius it is of the sign the elements excuse me fire and earth and uh, the colors are red to blood red it is a sacred number two so you already know um on the harness scale it's actually like pretty soft it's only a five it's only a five um Garnet is a silicate group of minerals that was first recorded as, I can't read that, Avapods, it, it's signs and some, I can't read that, in 325 BC. I don't know, I be rewriting stuff, no one damn well, I can't read it. <sighs> um, 
Pliny the Elder additionally recorded this stone in 77 AD um, as Carchedonius Garnagermertaicus or Germanic Carbuncle. <laughs> uh, the word garnet derives from. <laughs> I'm really giddy right now. The word garnet derives from garnet, meaning dark red. Um, and the word grantus, meaning grain or seed, is reference is in reference um, to it resembling a pomegranate, which we know pomegranate represents female fertility, the divine feminine and just all things female. Um, traditionally, the garnet group of materials were composed of six sub-minerals, which are almadine, pyrope, seprestine, andradite, grossolucker, and uvarite. Did I pronounce any of those right? I do not believe so. I do not believe so. I'm confident, though, that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Deposits of garnet can be found all over the world with large specimens coming out of our old home state of Connecticut. Whoa, the largest specimens come out of Connecticut for garnet. You learn something new every day. Um, garnet has historically been uh, regarded as the stone uh, that helps with hemorrhages in inflammatory disease and it also suppresses anger but draws toward you what your heart desires the most my god um for ailments that pertain to blood garnet was likely uh prescribed to wear um Haitian tribes took it a step further by using garnet as bullets, believing that they would cause more harm than the regular ones. When I'm literally sounding surprised, it's because I am. My brother asked me, he was like, do you not read all of this stuff before you do it? And I'm like, no, I want to be surprised with my listeners. So like I trust, like some of the trusted sources that I use for my crystals, I literally just take a screenshot and I put it there and I'm like, let's get it. Cause I'm going to be surprised just like you're surprised, right? Unless it's a crystal that I already know about anyway. <laughs> but that's why I'm like, oh my God, a bullet? A bullet? <laughs> Meaning and energy. Garnet awakens our inner fire and helps produce some of the strongest life force energy in the entire mineral kingdom. Wow. Um, pure strength and fortitude is activated within and the confidence in one's self will rise to an all-time high once we are comfortable with ourselves we are then capable of transmuting the most negative vibrations into positive ones your everyday focuses will start um your everyday focuses will start to outweigh your personal growth understanding who you truly are in this world with those lifelong struggles damn garnet um garnet um restores our spiritual body by giving us control of ourselves throughout life you may have noticed that there are people 
who want to change who you are. Garnet will not let that happen. This lasting effect only leads to negative outcomes when others try to change you. Garnet refuses to allow you to make those mistakes and helps you to course correct if you feel as if you are not on the right path. My God, I think I need some Garnet. <laughs> I think I need some Garnet, potentially. Um, I'm gonna have to hit CPS up, all right? Um, not Child Protective Services, okay? I was talking to my Maja and she's probably going to cackle because she already knows what I'm going to say. And I was like, oh, did you see um, CPS's new tumbles? And she was like, huh? And I was like, Crystal Pisces. And she's like, girl, I thought you were saying that the Child Protective Services was selling crystals now. <laughs> no. Crystal Pisces Studio. <laughs> Make sure, also, make sure that you guys check out Crystal Pisces Studios. Um, it will be in the description box below. You know I ride or die for my Crystal Pisces. Um, my Crystal Pisces Studios. Amazing energy, amazing crystals, and I definitely, I need some garnet. I'm going to go, as soon as I finish recording this, I'm going to go <laughs> and look and see if she has any. Um, make sure you guys check her out. Make sure you follow her. She goes live every Thursday on Instagram, as well as, um, she does tumble Tuesdays, buy two, get one free. <laughs> and you know, we love free. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> um, man, when it comes to manifesting, um, garnet is an orb of manifestation energy that can be channeled by an experienced practitioner during their sessions. Um, you guys know, I, I work with all levels of, um, all levels of practitioners. And that was something that, you know, um, I got some feedback on and I'm taking all of this feedback. I'm asking for it. So obviously like I'm going to take it and use it to the best of my ability to make the best version of this podcast. Um, so, um, th there will be a little more, um, information and tools and utensils for those that are more experienced and um it's going to be a nice mix so if it doesn't resonate with you it doesn't resonate with you if it does it does um when we talk about manifesting with garnet again th this is going to be for a little bit more experienced practitioner um just because of all of the things that it is bringing toward us and for us right um, the red rays of life force energy helps bring our desires to life and expand upon our internal dreams. Um, with, when working with garnet, like I, I suggest, it's just my opinion now. It's just my opinion. Um, I suggest, um, holding it and speaking directly into it, expressing, um, expressing what it is that you truly want and what what you truly need that's just what i'm feeling intuitively to say um but let me shut the fuck up and keep reading this paper um as you release um as you release and ground yourself garnet will better align you with what it is that you are seeking we suggest holding and speaking direct oh well 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 
in expressing your exact desires. So that's exactly what I just said. Um, also, as you release these vocal commands, you are reminding yourself of your goals and making sure that you are continuing to plant those seeds that will begin to blossom. Astera is eight days away. Equinox is eight days away. Okay. Um, if you're not listening to your heart, if you're not listening to your spirit, if you're not listening to what you are intuitively being guided toward and you're going against your intuition, do you think that your manifestations or whatever it is that you're bringing towards you is going to come? The answer is fuck no. Okay. <laughs> um, don't use in a lot of times like we see people or we see just these crystals being used and expecting things to come just because we have these crystals no we still have to put the energy out we still have to speak it we still have to have this immense amount of gratitude we still have to live and honor and create this happiness and this version of ourself that we are trying to align with so also don't forget that when we're talking about um crystals um and especially when we're talking about garnet so you know how are you going to use your garnet if you have one do you have a piece of garnet let's talk about luck right there's like a great debate and i have this debate so often with my mutuals and it's not that we're disagreeing, but it's uh, it's constantly us aligning with our understanding and just being extra excited about it. Um, some people think luck is just, you know, uh, everything lining up for you exactly. Like luck is your manifestations. Luck is, you know, the universe just giving you a little extra ump. Um... Some people believe that, you know, you create your own luck. I believe you create your own luck. Um, but I, I have, you know, I have some readings here when we talk about luck. Um, luck is a concept. Some people believe luck is purely random and based off of chance, while others believe that it is influenced by a variety of factors, including um personal beliefs attitude and behaviors uh many cultures and traditions associate luck with um symbols and talismans and rituals um that be that believe that they bring good fortune and they protect you against bad luck um you know for example we have the horseshoe um the color red like in asian cultures like um you know, lucky rabbit's foot, shit like that. Um, but I also think that's, um, that that's part of you creating your luck. It gives you something to believe in. Um, some studies even suggest this is, I, I was diving deep into this. Some even suggest that, um, it may be influenced psychologically, right? Um, and, and again, like it, for me, that's, that leads to something to believe in, right? Like if you see your talisman or whatever it is, your symbol, and you're like, all right, like I know that like I'm about to be lucky as hell. Um, it, it gives you that energy of optimism. It gives you that energy of resilience, that, that positive attitude, right? So it, it allows us to vibrate higher. Um, 
some people even think that when we talk about luck, it's about taking risks and trying new things, um, which again can lead to more opportunities and more positive outcomes. Um, you know, I heard something recently and it was like, um, why not go out on a limb? That's where all of the fruit are. So if you're not taking chances, you're not. Yeah. Anyway, when it comes to creating your own luck, these are some things I tried to like make it into five and please sound off. Um, make sure you guys shoot me DMs. You guys know my DMs are always open to you. Send me an email, Kristen, at witchbitchtarot.com because I love interacting with y'all um, from the podcast, all my silent viewers, silent watchers. I, I love interacting with y'all. So make sure um, that you give me some feedback or, you know, you tell me um, if there's something else that you want to add to this list when we're talking about creating your own luck. But these are five things. I tried to break it down, keep it simple. Um, and leave it with just five things um, when it comes to creating your own luck. <sighs> I think when we talk about luck, it, it's about intentional action. It, it's about how we cultivate those positive um, habits and behaviors that then increases your chances of success. So th this is why I say you create your own luck, right? Um, if you're constantly putting yourself in a position or putting yourself in fucking places that your ass ain't supposed to be in, do you think that you're going, the outcome is going to be of your intention? I, I don't believe so, right? It it's like, um, you know, people are like, well, I was just in the right place at the right time. Well, sometimes like, you know, your folks, your angels, your ancestors be like, God, oh, let me get this hoe up out of this again. Right. But not calling you a hoe, but take it how it resonates. Um, but I, I believe we create our own luck. And um, this is a list of five that I have. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. Keep it moving. Um, fast forward it to, I don't know how many minutes, but fast forward it. Okay. <laughs> um, stay positive, right? Staying positive. And that is a no brainer, especially when we're talking about this is the month of manifesting. Like if we go through all of the things that we've talked about, um, how we remain aligned, how we stay grounded and how we bring toward us, we have to stay positive. That's creating our own luck 101 maintaining a positive attitude and mindset helps you stay motivated, helps you stay focused on your goals. And even if you do face obstacles and setbacks, like you will remain in that higher vibrating energy. So duh, um, I kind of got ahead of myself taking risks, right? But also like it, they have to be a little calculated, right? Like you're just not going to go out on a fucking limb and you don't see the fruit. Like, bitch, I see the fruit. I'm going to go out there and get it, right? When we take these calculated risks, it can open us up to new opportunities and new experiences that we may not have had otherwise, right? Um, especially when we're talking about trying new things, um, in terms of uh, pursuing our passions or taking on challenges to stretch us or pull us out of our comfort zone. 
We, we have to be willing to take these risks to create our own luck. Again, healthy calculator risk. Don't go fucking t- say I told you to go or run down the street and do some crazy shit. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Um, Working hard. I put this in here solely because I knew it would be a little bit controversial, right? Um, we also have to remember that hard is a perspective word. Okay. Um, you know, and I put work hard and I, after I wrote it, I left it there. Um, and I was contemplating on changing it. And, um, I was like, no, like, let's get some emotions involved in this. Right. I I put working hard and then, um, and I think this was like an old ego version of myself that came up when I was making this list but I'll tell you what I changed it to after because our words are our spells, right? Um, If we're focusing on developing um, a good working habit um, and staying disciplined and staying focused, um, we are putting in that time and that energy that is required to achieve our dreams, right? But is that actually hard work? And that's what I told myself. And that's what I, not told myself, that's what I asked myself after I wrote that. Um, Just like I told y'all, I'm healing, bitch. I'm not healed. I'm working on my shit just like y'all are working on your shit, okay? (laughs) Um, So I had to ask myself in reference to this, and this is why I kept my original notes the way it is, just so y'all can see, like, this is how I check myself, right? Like I'm also a work in progress. And I'm like, well, if I'm constant, like if I'm working hard, I'm going to be draining myself with my perspective of hard. So, um, if I'm working hard, that means that I'm also not working smart. In my opinion, if I'm working hard, that means that I'm overexerting myself. So instead of me, instead of saying work hard as a way to create our own luck, I, I think it goes to, staying persistent and we talked about that last week I think it goes back to um, the persistence when we're talking about pursuing our goals and um, it, it doesn't always involve the actual energy that it's taking to exert physical energy so that that's how I, I kind of went through that so I started with work hard then I was like, mm, like, are we really working hard? Because everything that is meant for us always finds us. Or are we just staying persistent and being aligned with our disciplines? So um, if you guys are taking notes, which I know some of you guys do. And I love when you guys send me the pictures of the notes that you take during the podcast. It makes me so happy. Um, so if you are one of those that takes notes during the podcast, cross out work hard and change it to... Um, stay persistent okay um another thing that i don't think that we often think about when we talk about creating our own luck networking building relationships with others that can help us create more opportunities for ourselves right that could be you uh, working in a different space. I, I know recently I've been going to various coffee shops or putting myself in like bookshops and stuff just so I can put myself in the position to have these interactions uh, because you never know, right? You never know um, what somebody um, or what 
in interaction with somebody, how it can change your entire life until you have that interaction. Um, this, this could even be volunteering, joining various groups and organizations. Um, even if you don't, if you don't like going outside, maybe, uh, joining a Facebook group or, you know, just various things like that. Um, you know, growing up, it was, what was, what would people always say? Um, it's not about who, you know, it's about what, you know, that's bullshit. And we've definitely heard that statement change over the last three decades. Cause I know growing up, that was always the sentence that they would tell us. So like my mom, my, um, aunts, uncles, my grannies, you know, they'd be like, you have to work hard because, you know, it's about what you know. What you know is always going to trump about who you know, right? And I'm like, I think it's a catch-22 because, you know, sometimes who I know can get me further than what I know and lead me to attain more knowledge for self, you know? Um, but networking, networking, networking. Oh, this segment is going on 12 minutes. So if I'm talking fast in these last few seconds, minutes, bear with me, baby. Um, being open and number five is being open to new experiences. Um, I, I think that goes hand in hand with, um, the persistence with, um, taking those risks with even networking. Um, how, how do you expect to expand and grow your business, your personality, or find something or someone or anything that you're looking for? If you're constantly in the same space, uh, it's, it goes down to, um, being open. Um, it goes down to, um, when I always tell people when they're like, well, where's my love? And I'm like, well, do you go out? And they're like, no, I stay at home. And I'm like, so like the love of your life isn't in your freezer. They're not in your bathroom. Like they don't even know that you're in there. Like, how are they going to find you? And how are you going to find them? Vice versa. However, whatever that looks like, feels like to you, however, it's resonating, right? Something to think about. Uh, but being open to new experiences and opportunities, uh, that will help expand your horizon that will increase your chances of stumbling upon these quote unquote lucky breaks. No, you put yourself in that position because you were persistent, because you allowed yourself to align with various people, because you took those risks, because you remained positive and believed in yourself, right? But I, I think that's the very last, that's the cherry on the top. We have to be open, to the new experiences that can lead to something way, way, way bigger, right? <sighs> Remember, um, luck is a combination of factors, right? And whether you agree or disagree with my list, that's up to you. Um, but I think something to ask yourself is like, what does look like, what does luck look like to you? How do you create your own luck? Is it something that you create? How do you stay, um, positive when, and how does your positivity, excuse me, affect your luck? Okay. Um, I also think, um, when it comes to luck, we, there's also a sense of appreciation. Are you um, appreciative? Are you showing gratitude? Are you being supportive when we see somebody else get their lucky big break or not? Is that you remaining positive and remaining grounded? Okay. So I ask, 
How do you create your own luck? Okay. So, um, I went in a rabbit hole in reference to our card of the week. And we're going to work backwards from the rabbit hole that I went into. And it kind of led me to St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And I'm just laughing because, um... I like uh, I like telling you guys like the processes of my brain and how um, how I get to where I get to and lo and behold it all came back to St. Patrick's Day and then I was like wait a second isn't St. Patrick's Day this week so I was like win win <laughs> so the card of the week is actually um, from the Animal Spirit Guidebook. And it is the unicorn. It is the unicorn. However, we're not going to get into that right now. We're going we're gonna to go down my rabbit hole that I went down first. But we're going to go backwards. So we're going to come back up my rabbit hole. And then we'll get to the card of the week. So um, I asked, you know, I just wanted to see what the internet was going to say. Because this card is gorgeous. It's iridescent. There's rainbows on it. And I was like, oh, let's see what they have to say. Like, what do rainbows mean um, when we talk about spiritually? So um, in, in spiritual traditions, rainbows um, are seen as a symbol of divine love and light and that there is a presence of higher power or divine energy around. Um some cultures even see rainbows as a bridge between the heaven and earth connecting physical and spiritual realms um they are also believed a sign of divine protection and guidance um indicating that we are on the right path and that we are being watched over by a higher power um some even say spiritually that they are a symbol of transformation and change representing the journey from darkness to light from chaos to order they remind um they are a reminder that even in the midst of difficult or challenging times there's always hope and promise for a brighter future and then i was like well shit what is the what 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 does a rainbow mean regular or like what's a regular regular Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbows are often symbols of hope and joy and peace. Um, in cultures around the world, there are, um, there are signs of good luck and promise of better things to come. And then, and then, um, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. And then, in some cultures, um, rainbows are often symbols of unity and harmony. Um, overall, rainbows, depending on each culture um always means something positive um we also know and then it also came up that it is uh representatory of the gay pride flag and i was like y'all could have worded this better anyway <sighs> anyway but i was like let me not like i'm on a rabbit hole i don't got time to go down that that way on this rabbit hole i gotta stay focused because i was like that's it see look at me and then i was like okay like what scientifically like what is a rainbow 
Um, in scientific terms, rainbows are created when light is refracted or bent as it passes through water droplets in air. This causes the color of rainbows to appear um, with red on the outer edge and violet on the inner edge. So then I was like, where did... <laughs> Where did, what is the folk, I was like, what is the mythological tale with the rainbows in the pot of gold? Because I was like, why is there a pot of gold at the end of something that is divine? The divine don't, like, they don't interact with the gold, and that's, like, on a material level. But, like, even still then, like, when we're talking about gold, like, gold is a representation of the divine. So I was like, why? Where did this come from? Right? The idea of gold at the end of the rainbow is a popular folk tale, um, and it has been part of various cultures for centuries. Um, however, <laughs> however, um, one of the main origins of the folklore is in Irish folklore. It is said that leprechauns hide their pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And that if you can catch a leprechaun and force him to tell, um, and force him to reveal the location of the pot of gold, you can claim the treasure for yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> the origin of this story may be linked to natural phenomenons of rainbows, which have been long seen as a symbol of hope, good luck, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, leprechauns. <laughs> It'll make sense. This is how I got to. This is how I got from unicorns to St. Patrick's Day. This is how I got from unicorns to St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Uh, and I was like, ooh, leprechauns. Like, what are they even? Because, like, I know leprechaun from American Gold. He was a little fine, but he wasn't little, you know. He was like a big daddy. I was like, I. <laughs> Um, leprechauns are a type of mythological creature in Irish folklore. Um, they are typically depicted as small mischievous beings who are known for their love of gold and their ability to grant wishes in exchange for gold or any other necessity. According to the legends, leprechauns are solitary creatures who live in hidden underground caves or hollow trees. They are often portrayed for wearing green coats and hats and carrying a pipe or a pot of gold. Leprechauns are known uh, for their ability to be cunning and outsmart humans as they are known as one of the more intelligent of the fairy species. And I was like, what? But then but then i kept reading um they are skilled to they are said to be skilled craftsmen um who also makes shoes for the fairies and other mythological creatures so then i was like oh yeah leprechauns are craftsmen that's why they're so crafty um leprechaun is a popular symbol of irish culture and often associated with saint patrick's day boom did you see where we're going? So then I was like, hmm, aren't there some conspiracies about St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Mind you, all of this took place in like three minutes. Like I know it's taking me like 10 minutes to explain it to y'all, but this all happened in a matter of like, I, I, 
I'll give it two minutes and 45 seconds. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing so hard. And I was like, aren't there some conspiracy theories about St. Patrick's Day? Ugh. There are many conspiracy theories surrounding St. Patrick in his life, but these are most of them. That St. Patrick wasn't actually Irish. I was like, well, that's fucked up. Right? That St. Patrick didn't actually exist. And I was like, oh, shit. He, he's not Irish and he didn't exist. Um, and then another one that I wrote down, that St. Patrick was involved in pagan religions. And then I went a little bit deeper in this. And then um, some conspiracy theorists claim that St. Patrick was actually involved in pagan rituals before converting to Christianity. And he is incorporated, and that he is incorporated in pagan practices into his Christian teachings. However, there are no credible evidences that support him. However, many pagan and Christian practices surrounding St. Patrick are similar. And then I was like, who the fuck is St. Patrick even? <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is St. Patrick? St. <laughs> Patrick was a Christian missionary and bishop um, who is the patron of the saint, uh, who is a patron, who is the patron saint of Ireland. He was credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland in the 5th century. Um, and he is celebrated every year on March 17th um, on the feast day of St. Patrick. I didn't look up why it was the 17th, but I also didn't look up feast day. I'm not doing that right now. This is just how my brain was working at the time. And I was like, all right, that's enough. Um... St. Patrick was actually born in Britain and was kidnapped by Irish um, Irish raiders uh, when he was a teenager and was taken to Ireland as a slave. Um, after several years in captivity, he managed to escape and return to Britain and then he became a Christian priest. So in 14, excuse me, not 14, in 432 AD, St. Patrick was sent back to Ireland by Pope Celestine I to spread the Christian faith and convert the Irish people to Christianity. Um, so this is where the, he, he, they said that he would use a shamrock or a three-leaf clover you know, um, to explain the concept of, uh, the Holy Trinity to the Irish people. So they would better understand it. And, um, this is what made them fall in love with this motherfucker. Okay. He spent the rest of his life, the rest of his life working to spread Christianity through Ireland, Ireland, establishing churches and monasteries, um, and baptizing thousands of people. Um, his legacies and teachings have been lasting impacts on Irish culture and history, and he is remembered as today's symbol of the Christian faith and patron of St. Ireland. Who said, though? Like, mm, who said? Like, who said? How do we know that he wasn't like, you know what? Fuck everybody, you know? Like, y'all stole me, and homeboy... 
homeboy Pope Celestine the first was like, take your ass back over there and tell them and use the shit. And, and anyway, I was a little bit big mad about that. And I was like, you know, that sounds stupid. Let's go to the St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Let's go to St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's what this is my thought process, y'all. Now, okay, just bear with me. And th- this is how we got from unicorns to St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is a cultural and religious holiday that is celebrated annually on March 17th. Also, shout out to Dallas. Happy birthday. Your birthday's on the 16th. And happy birthday to everybody, actually. Um, it's originated as a feast day for St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland but has since become a global celebration of Irish culture and heritage. Um, It's marked with parades, festivals, cultural events around the country and around the world, especially popular in Ireland amongst the Irish communities abroad. Many people wear green colors uh, and accessories that are associated with green to represent the Irish culture. It's considered a symbol of good luck. Traditional um, St. Patrick's Day celebrations often included food and drinks such as corned beef and cabbage, Irish soda bread, beer, particularly stout or ale. Um, It's common nowadays for people to drink green colored beer, other green colored foods in honor of this holiday. Um... It also has um, a major, we also know that it has major religious significance. Um, but that that's how, <sighs> anyway, the card of the week is, <laughs> the card of the week is the unicorn. And it's from the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Guide. Um, and in this deck, um, she has it broken down into the five elements. What are the five elements? I thought there was only four. Well, obviously, there's five. Well, not obviously. Y'all might not know. There's five, right? Um, we have earth, air, fire, water, but then we also have ether or spirit. So when we see that circle, that's ether or spirit. Okay. So in this deck, when she says um, spirit or the circle of the creatures of ether, um, the creatures of the spirit element do not live on earth as we know it. They are inhabitants excuse me, of a dimension beyond the cosmic ether. Um, These are seven cards that represent significant challenges and awakings of subtle levels. Um, The level of inner spirit or soul, like guardians from another realm, they are watchful and protective when we are at the crossroads of our lives. Several spirit cards indicate that the force of life is is moving us in a new direction. Trust is key with the spirit card as life shifts in big ways. Questions might seem unanswerable, the future unknown, but you're in a perfect place. Even if you have the perception that you're in control, you're not. Grace surrounds the situation and steers the wheel. So when we're talking about the spirit cards, that's what we're talking about. And then we got the unicorn card. Reconnecting to higher wisdom or divinity. It is difficult to see or hear or think of a unicorn without immediately questioning if it's real. Did they ever exist? Perhaps long, long ago? 
the mind answers maybe, or it could be, or no way. This very contemplation explains our relationship with divinity and encapsulates our wavering belief in the unicorn. We wonder what divinity is. We wonder where our intuition comes from and if we can really trust it. We think about a higher power and our mind hesitates between yes, no, and maybe. Is it female or male? Does it have a name? Is it just a feeling? The unicorn card, ooh, the unicorn card appears and wakes us up to curiosity about the higher self and the divine. It is a card of questioning, exploring, and contemplating the inexplicable. The mind's eyes knows there is something beyond the day-to-day, beyond our day-to-day lives, a deeper dimension to our experiences. The mind's eye reaches and reaches and reaches out into grasp. Hold on, I gotta turn the page. ASMR. And to grasp something more, you are the unicorn and you have begun your quest for answers. The unicorn in the sixth chakra. It is no surprise that the subtle essence of the unicorn card resides at the third eye, the exact place from which the unicorn's horns extends. The center is called the Ajna chakra or the command center. The ancient yogis believed it to be responsible for our intellect, intuition, and deepest wisdoms. Some say our two eyes see the past and the present, while the third eye peers into the future. I gotta turn the page again. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, good card this week. Good card this week. Good card this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You know, I couldn't do this without you and I wouldn't want to make sure you head over to witchbitchtarot.com so you can see everything that I have to offer. This podcast is not the only thing. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram, TikTok, all of my other platforms at witchbitchtarot or witchbitchiswitch. It's all going to be linked in the description box below or on my website. (sighs) Y'all, it's fucking March. Anyway. Like, we just did New Year. Anyway, as you know, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never know when it comes to witches. Which bitch is which? And now, no, 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 no. I do not sell owls. So stop fucking asking.